Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. To find out more, download episodes wherever you get podcasts, or visit us online at cityonahillgaming.com, or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can also support us on patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. We hope you enjoy our show. Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. Uh, I am Ryan, joined by Daniel. Hello. Greg. Hi. Peter. Hello. And Grant. Hello. And it's time for something... I said this a lot, but it's it's true. Something completely different. Um, it's my job to expand your gaming horizons, Ryan. Boy, are we expanding today. Um, no, I think I think they'll enjoy this. Is It's a fascinating system, and... Uh, very well made and very unique, uh, yeah. in in a good way, in a good way. Um, also, so this, the book is a gorgeous physical adorable. artifact. You are so the yeah. PDF's art is just adorable on its own in its own right. Oh, um, yes. excellent work to the to the creation team from where is it Possum Creek Games. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get more into it in a minute. Grant, uh, tell us of our journey into Wonder Home. Right, so we are playing Wonder Home this time and it's by jay dragon possible creek games um he's a great game designer i have loved everything i've read from him uh and wander home is a incredibly rules light game um based really on the avery alder belonging outside belonging rules system uh there are no dice in this game just some tokens that we kind of keep track of and there are playbooks, and there are a couple of guidelines on how to play stuff, and we're good. That's about all we need, right? That That's everything? Sure, yeah. why not? All right. If that's what's in the rule book, that's what's in it. So. Bring it yeah. on. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is going to be a very different experience, I think, for a couple of us here. I'll be honest with you. This is the most nervous I have been running a game for City on a Hill because I really love this game and want to present it in a really good light. Um, and also, this is a game that really is all about emotional journeys, right? We're, we're It's literally all about a journey. Uh, we are characters on a journey uh, to various places across the Haith. And... It's all about emotional vulnerability and solving problems, or at least easing the pain of problems. We're not really even solving problems permanently, maybe just making things better for a little while because we're outsiders and that's fine. Um, And we're exploring places and marveling in their beauty and just enjoying a pastoral journey together. And it's going to be great. It also means I don't have, you know, my usual sarcasm to hide behind. So it's going to be an experience for me, too, running this game. Um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. It, now, and I say running this game, this is a game that where the uh, the keeper role, the GM role, is entirely optional. We're going to start with a GM because it's a little easier to ease into something like this if you've got somebody willing to take on kind of all the rule tracking and you know the npcs and that sort of thing but this is very much a game where you can just say hey can i borrow that npc for a little while and just play them especially if they're in a scene where your character isn't or you say hey you know what i've got an idea about this guy can i have can i take control of that character for a moment it's fine go for it you don't really need a keeper 
So it's it's a very fun little game, and I'm excited to get into it. But we do have a bit of a session zero to get into. We have previous to recording done uh, a safety list, our our usual lines and veils. Um, and I should point out once again, we're using a character keeper uh, from the Gauntlet forums. Wonderful player aid resources as always. Uh, I've made one tiny tweak to the character keeper and otherwise we're using it pretty much as as written, which is marvelous. Um, so the, the next thing, <clears throat> excuse me, we need to do is just talk a little bit about the game. Um, there, and I'm going to kind of, for players, or sorry, for our listeners, I'm going to walk through the first steps. Some of this is kind of obvious for what we are doing, but I want to just kind of take people through this as a design concept. So a couple of questions here. Uh, how long are we expecting this journey to last? And the, if we have any expectations at all, I think for us, it's going to be until Ryan decides it's time to record something else. I was going to um, say a couple sessions. Yeah. couple sessions. We'll see how it goes. It could be Ryan falls in love with this and this is just something we do semi-regularly. He could go, oh, this is a lot of work. Nope, I'm out. We'll see. Right. Do we want a more pastoral and upbeat journey or a world that lingers more heavily on trauma and recovery? And for this, I'm going to open the floor up. How are we feeling? I'd rather do upbeat, honestly. <laughs> My preference is always going to be the first one, but I'm willing to try either. Mm -hmm. And this is a spectrum, right? This is not a yes or no, one or the other. There, there's a spectrum here of, do we want more towards the one, more towards the other, all the way to one end, somewhere in the middle? Where do we want to land? I I, I think more towards light and upbeat would be fine, but okay. uh, I also would... I wouldn't mind a little a little dash of dark and lingering for contrast. Sure. Greg, any thoughts? Um, I'm in that same that I'd prefer the nice lighthearted, but I don't mind a little bit of that dealing with the emotional to toll type things. Okay. Yeah, I just let me jump in and say that um, I was kind of viewing this as a binary choice, and if we're going to do a spectrum, we can. I'm kind of more with like Daniel and Greg on this where it's a little bit of the, you know, mm -hmm. the serious and sad is fine. I just don't want it to be like crushing. If, if it fits, <laughs> yeah, if it fits he, the moment good. And then, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I, I th I'm personally leaning a little towards like, you know, upbeat with a few moments of poignant here and like, there. Yeah. But like not like, like Hey, let's be super depressing. I mean, like if, if our, yeah, if our brand is built on one thing, it is really just soul-crushing, depressing, serious tones in our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's why Ryan has me lined up for a Warhammer 40k game next time. I'm sad and scared. <laughs> hey, Ryan, I just told you what we're doing. We're not doing that. Um, yeah, I, I can't even. I can't even. How continue on earth the could bit. you possibly make Warhammer 40k fit the the content guidelines? Okay, so first we all need to read Horse Heresies. That. Yeah, I, listen, all of you need to That's read the entire how many Black Library. Books? <laughs> like, you shouldn't measure series in the same thing you measure football scores in. I, I like no, to I think of it concerning. largely in terms of pounds. Oh, how many? You should not measure reading material in stone. No. Anyway, because I occasionally uh, measure so I myself in stone for the sake of it. No, because yeah. it's paper; it's not stone. 
get out. I think we're all largely <laughs> on the same same wavelength as far as what we want here. So that's good. Yes. Uh, now, do we want a more personal journey focused on mundane issues and quandaries, or do we want to have your journey filled with mysterious and magical forces? And this is where I maybe want to step away for just a second and talk about the Haith. The Haith is the setting for Wander Home. Um, it is on purpose very broadly defined and very vague. It's a beautiful, boundless land full of life and soul. There are small communities separated by wilderness, uh, usually connected by dirt paths, waterways, and as the game suggests, the rare hot air balloon passage, which I adore. Um, it's a beautiful land. It is full of spirits. Uh, it is, and there are forgotten spirits kind of hiding everywhere and all sorts of just, it's a beautiful pastoral land. It is also a land of animal folk. We are going to be playing things like pigeon merchants and squirrel musicians, and we're going to have a blast doing that. Uh, livestock, by the way, is mostly buggy creatures, uh, you know, water striders and bumblebees. There's a class that's one of the playbooks is I have a flock of bumblebees. I'm a shepherd or bumble herd or whatever. And it's adorable. Um, so that's how we kind of want to make things happen. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that there aren't other little things around, but by and large, if you're playing animal folk, the role of wildlife is replaced and wild wildlife and livestock is being played by domesticated and wild insects, which is fun. Um, widespread culture of hospitality. We're going to be journeying. As long as we're not jerks, we're going to be welcomed with open arms. Doesn't mean that people won't have problems. Doesn't mean there won't be conflict. But we are nonetheless welcome into communities, by and large. And we're meeting people who are fundamentally good. And this is something that I think really sets this game apart. We're, the expectation is most people are fundamentally good. The only exceptions really are the mighty. Generals, lords, heroes, soldiers, people weighed down by power. They're still possibly good, but that goodness has been poisoned or suffocated in some way. Finally, the Heathland was recently caught up in war, but is no longer. This is not a place of violence, but it is a place where the effects of violence may still be lingering. So that's the Heath. Now, do we want a personal journey through the Heath, focused on those mundane issues and quandaries on the people around, or do we want to explore its weirder and wilder and mysterious side? I vote for personal. Okay. And again, Spectrum. Yeah, I'm I'm even acknowledging Spectrum, I'm way over on the personal side of that. I'm way more interested in that. Okay. Right? I'm going to go Spectrum. I'm fine with personal. I'd like a little weirder wilder. Okay. In there somewhere. Okay. Greg? Kind of in the middle. A little bit of both. All right. Daniel? I think I'm I'm leaning more towards personal i like i i i think i'm kind of with ryan i would like a little bit of the weirder wilder stuff but maybe 
maybe maybe just a just a sousant of work of weird stuff and mostly personal stuff okay and for myself i'm actually right there with you daniel i want mostly personal stories but not forgetting that this is a place of magic and spirits and fascinating th things that it is a place that isn't a real place and it's something we get to explore but still personal stories in that setting rather than stories about magic and weirdness okay uh and we've talked a little bit about this do we want a single person to act as a guide multiple rotating guides or no guide at all like i said i'm starting off as the guide but i think this is something we'll kind of answer going forward how we want to run the game because i don't have to be the guide somebody else can pick it up making it's... a character is five decisions tops um you know, that's no problem. Or we could just get comfortable with it and eh, we don't need a guide. I'd like some amount of it, at least for the for the first little while, just because sure. we're, we're fairly new to this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just pointing out that these are options, but I'm, I'm intending to act as the guide here, at least for this session and probably the next session or two, depending on how long this goes. I kind of want to we'll... experience doing it without one at some point, just sure. out of curiosity for how that functions. Sure. No problem. And then the last question, is there anything else that might come up we want to watch out for? I think, honestly, a lot of that has already sort of been dealt with by the fact that this is an actual play podcast and we have certain standards and, you know, we know our recording schedule, that sort of thing. But if there is anything, you know, let's bring it up. Cool. Doesn't sound like it. No, not really. <laughs> Got nothing. All That's right. basically covered by lines and veils. Yeah, it sure is. Let's grip um, it and rip it. Yeah. So we now need to talk about each other, which is to say we need to talk about our characters. And I know some of you have looked through the playbooks already and at least decided, roughly speaking, what playbook you want. I would like to go through those because there are a couple of things that we need to talk about. And this session zero is really part of the playbook process is actually a little bit of not role-playing, but some character development where we actually ask each other things about our characters and the relationships that we have. So who wants to start here? Um, I guess I will. Cause I did a bunch of homework ahead of time. <laughs> all right. No, that's, that's fine. So I wound up choosing the peddler playbook. Um, and I was going back and forth between two different types of animals. There's, uh, there's a llama in the drop-down list of various things. And then there's also a rugged animal. Mm -hmm. And I just fixated on playing a walrus for some reason. <laughs> so I'm a walrus named Archibald who has a monocle and a top hat. Who's a merchant. <laughs> I like it. I love everything about this. It is everything um, I expect from a Peter character. <laughs> why am I getting walrus and Carpenter vibes. Uh, Lewis Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I. I don't know. Um. Okay, cool. We're going to come back to that. Okay. Um, we need to uh, discuss everyone's characters, and then we'll we'll do a little bit of character creation stuff here. Uh, who wants to go next? Who's got their character mostly sorted? I is mostly sorted. All right. Which playbook are you on? I am doing Firelight. Ooh, excellent. All right. 
Go ahead and start filling in the Firelight tab then. Um, oh, over on the thing, right? Because uh, yes. I actually just wrote it all on a sticky note. Oh, well, um, that works too. But yes, there's a character keeper. And if you will fill that in, the nice thing about that is uh, there's a uh, dashboard page that shows everybody's character and player uh, pronouns and the number of tokens they have. I added the tokens thing. Um, but of course, we'll be coming around to that as well. So you're the firelight. That's uh, excellent. I added an animal that is not in the list. That's fine. Uh, we can just... <laughs> so did I. The walrus isn't in Bless there. Yeah, I just, didn't um, even know there was a list. I actually yeah, hadn't looked at this part enough. Yeah, Animal drop down. And there's a spot to add your own, too. There sure is. And that's fine. Oh, it is a drop down. Yes. Yeah, it's actually a really nice character keeper. <laughs> it's really lovely. There's not a lot of automation in it, but there's a lot of just kind of pre-made selections that make things very quick. The oh. other cool thing that I do love is that when you are looking at your playbook, there's a section that automatically fills out the important information about your companions so that you know who they are without having to like look around all oh, over the place. I can see that. That's great. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Sick. Love that. It's that's really good. Build it on both the options I'm thinking about. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Daniel, you're you're cackling yeah. over there. <laughs> Sorry. Um it's there's something uh un, unrelated that is really funny that I could talk about not on mics. Um fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh Daniel, do you have your playbook selected? Yes. I uh am going for Pilgrim. Uh and I have an idea i'm having trouble pinning down an animal so okay. i don't maybe maybe we can brainstorm this a bit well it's, yeah um, okay so the the defaults or not the defaults but the suggested ones for that playbook are an ibis mm -hmm. a bison mm -hmm. a ferret <laughs> a newt a devoted animal or a ceaseless animal and which playbook is this the pilgrim this is pilgrim, pilgrim. So pilgrim, I well maybe not that kind of pilgrim. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's probably best for our show. So, yeah, I like the idea of some sort of migratory animal. So mm. I guess that would fit in ceaseless. But I also I don't know if I just I don't really want to play a bird person because uh, the first thing I thought of was a swallow because that's what they do. But I, uh, oh, I got it. Never mind. Okay, We're good. Uh, going to say an elk, maybe. Yeah, caribou. Ooh. Caribou, excellent choice. There you go. All How right. do I spell caribou? C a r i b o u. I believe that's right. I oh geez okay um someone well, else nobody but me. us is going to see this and the listeners can't spell check you if you get it wrong so I spelled <laughs> it perfectly dear listener <laughs> yes he, he's got this don't worry about it we believe in Daniel cool all right and then finally Greg I was hoping to narrow it down I narrowed it down to two but I was hoping he would have picked one of them and that would have made it easy for me but I made a decision anyway. Okay. I am going to be a penguin ragamuffin. <laughs> Excellent. Named um, Pebble. Mm, okay. 
delightful. I'm, Pebble, I'm already... comma, and the. <laughs> it's a... okay. Yes. I miss it entirely, but that's fine. There is a reason he is named Pebble. <laughs> All right. That works. Um, Which would have worked better also if he was yeah. a dancer. Just a quick note. I think you've got your yep. player name mm-hmm. and character name. Yep, just swap. realized that. No worries. Ugh. Cool. All right. So we've got those. Now, uh, what I'm going to do. Well, so, uh, Peter. Yeah. Can you walk us through the kind of the, the choices that you've made about Archibald? Sure. So um, the first thing that you do is, is choose an animal. And uh, the drop down for... Peddler is donkey, condor, llama, crocodile, a rugged animal, or a tireless animal. Walruses are pretty rugged, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that choice. Um, they live in Arctic climates; they're known to be pretty tough. Um, and uh, choose two traits that you are. Uh, the list is stingy, stern, watchful, extroverted, sustainable, calculating, experienced, manly, or womanly. Uh, from that list, the two that I chose were experienced and watchful, and then choose two you feel the need to be, and for that I chose calculating and sustainable. Okay. And the next choice down is choose three to four to describe your look, and I'm just going to run through these. <laughs> Glasses with mini adjusting lenses, abacus, ledgers, and once fancy hat. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. All right. Now, here's where we get the fun part of this. You ready, Peter? Yep. Great. There are questions that you need to ask of the people next to you. And I'm going to say, just look at Zoom (laughs) um, and tell me kind of who you see next to you on the, uh, the Zoom list. Since it changes for everyone, uh, Grant, why don't we just go by your Zoom list? Uh, I was sure. going to say, Grant, that's you and Ryan from... <laughs> oh, well, ignore me, obviously. It's just you care. on mine. You're the only person. Well, Ryan is <laughs> oh, underneath well, me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Next fine, fine, fine. Uh, Peter, your, your neighbors here are Ryan and Daniel. Okay. All right, so there's a question you need to ask one of them and a question you need to ask the other. And there are a couple of selected questions, so pick one and... Before Pick somebody we, to put on the spot. Before we do that, Grant, mm-hmm. where do the answers for those go? Um, just jot them down somewhere. Okay, because are... I, I found the spaces where the questions are. I just can't figure out where to put my answers. Yeah, I, I will say this character sheet does not have a lot of space to make notes on Details stuff. it is. Um, you know, just, yeah, you can put it in like the details on the cell or you can just mm. write it down on a piece of paper. Did you know we still use those? It's true. It's true. I, I use uh, more sticky notes than the average per capita small country. You know what? That's not a bad system. I like it. But yeah, just jot them down somewhere. This is more character development and a little bit of personal backstory stuff. Maybe I'll edit the sheet to leave some space for it later. But for right now, we'll just go with that. Okay, let's see here. But it is neat to have, have the questions. Um, Daniel, uh, why did we start traveling together all those years ago? 
All right, remind me your uh wait, I can just look at this. I don't need you to remind yep. me. Don't yeah. tell me anything. Um sick okay. feature, bro. Sick feature. <laughs> Love that. I believe we started traveling all those years ago because I uh I like to travel light, so I could always help hold your wares and supplies cuz I enjoy lifting things. And I like traveling with you because it's I I feel like it's it's part of my calling is to go where I'm needed. And as it turns out, you also tend to be where I'm needed. So it was a very it's it's just arrangement that worked very well. I could carry stuff for you, and I always found a way to make myself useful wherever you landed. All right. Ryan. Season your Wait, is that what do be you give character? me that I can't get anywhere else? Someone who actually knows the roads you traveled for work. The correct paths to take, the safe ones. All right, those are some good answers. I like them. Very good. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, you. what I'm doing, just in case you guys want to emulate this, is I'm just putting it in a cell comment. I chose the... Um, the question out of the drop-down menu and then just commented the cell in Google Docs and that seems to work pretty good. Yeah, that uh, works well. Clever. All right. And um, just for fun, I'm going to uh, use this opportunity to talk about what our characters can do in uh, Wander Home. Okay? So there's a token-based economy, like I said. You get a token whenever you inconvenience yourself to help someone else, give someone something you hold dear, do something kind without getting anything in return, leave an offering to a small or forgotten spirit, speak your true feelings on a subject, take a moment to bask in the grandeur of the world and describe it to the table, take a moment to watch a tiny moment of beauty and describe it to the table, or take a moment to marvel at something no one has ever seen before and ask the table to describe it. You spend those tokens in order to provide a solution for an aspect of a material or an immediate problem, ease someone's pain if only for a moment, keep someone safe from the difficulties of the world, allow someone to connect with you on a personal level, give something that has the potential to change someone fundamentally, reveal something hidden about the person in front of you and ask them what it is, tell the table something important about the place you're in, or listen to the shared wisdom of the small and forgotten spirits and ask the table what they tell you. Now, the peddler has some other things that they can always do. Know someone who can help, intensely examine something, sit down and do the math, trade for or trade away one of your many wares, ask, what can I do for you? Or say, I have a deal for you, and give them a token if they hear you out and consider it. Also, there's one other um, thing that I should mention. Mm -hmm. I've got a um, your goods thing that uh, I had yeah. to make. Let's talk about on. the goods. So um, you have a sturdy and resolute beetle who carries your supplies on its back. Choose four wares you regularly barter with and tell the table which is the one you value most. So my four choices were novels, manuscripts, and anything else crafted by storytellers. Nails, tools, and anything else forged from melted down weapons. Honey, wool, and anything else created by bugs. And fruits, vegetables, and any other dependable produce. 
And my character, I think, values the nails, tools, and anything else forged from melted down weapons the most because it symbolizes the time of peace we are in. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next? Sure. All right. Ryan, tell me about Bria. Is that the name? Yes, Bria. Okay. Bria Split Tail. Yes. My skunk firelight. Um, uh, so choose two. You can... You try to always be is patient and present. Uh, two, you know you can't be uh, positive and enough. Mm, uh, a couple things okay. to describe the look are wooden staff, a big brim hat that covers her eyes, uh, a box of medical supplies, and a very, very bright, like, darkness-piercing eyes. Um, okay. And I pick skunk is not one from the drop-down. Um it was no. one I picked. I looked through a list of nocturnal animals and settled on skunk because um, skunks do not get enough appreciation from, my, from myself included, to be fair. Um, and then I'm supposed to choose one you always keep lit with you and tell the table about it. Uh, the right. one I and, picked. And these are, just to be clear, uh, what, are, what are these objects? Uh, so most of them. Uh, these are, uh, sorry, choose one light you still keep lit right. and one that died out long ago. Tell the table about them. And the character keeper, they're a little different than they are in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to change one of my picks, but that's, that's fine. fine. Um, so the thing I always keep lit, I think it's actually, it's possible it's a list from something else, I think. Uh, but I picked the one that's in, it's an ocarina carved from a seashell uh, gifted to me by an imaginative child. Yeah, I think that is from a different playbook. I think that's actually from a different playbook. Uh, the one I had written down, and I may just type that in instead, is in the actual playbook itself. Oh, no. is... These are from the dancer. That's that's, that's why. what it is. Okay. Yeah, they showed up on that one, but that's fine. Uh, oh, it's a simple wooden incense holder shaped like a crashing wave that anchors uh, her to her faith. Um, and then the one that uh, died out years ago is a passion in her heart that burns for the rebellion. Mm. Um, and then I have to, uh, I have a companion that is a firefly, uh, that sleeps during the day and lights up paths at night. Uh, her name is Flit and we grew up together and she is unnecessarily, uh, well to Bria unnecessarily honest, uh, much to Bria's chagrin. Fun. Um, and... Uh, some things I can always do are pet my firefly, uh, notice the time of day, illuminate something in darkness, keep walking, say, watch your step, and ask, do you need a hand? And then I guess all I have left is the two questions. Yes, and you're asking those of Greg and Peter. Okay. Uh, then I will do the first one for Peter. Um, why does my firefly like you so much? I have some kind of produce that it just thinks is wonderful. Ah, ah! You you am food source. Yes, <laughs> I am delicious food source. <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> um, and then Greg. Uh, where's the other one? Oh, where do you wish I could guide you, and why can't I? Oh, you asked me the hard one. Yes, I did. <laughs> hey, Greg! Whack! <laughs> and and like, to be. Hey- to be clear yeah. for the audience, that is the 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 firelight is a by profession is a guide. 
Catholic plant for a while, so now I have to think. <laughs> yeah, you you get the you get the the thinker question. Oh yeah, so you always give me those ones. Okay, uh, I tell you what. While he's doing this, no, uh, I, got, I got it. I got it. Okay. Then I, have I was just trying to think Peter of a nice way to put it. Ah, hit me. Um, and the audience can listen to me type. To guide me home. Oh, oh, she could be like that about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a hard one. I'm giving yeah. you a hard answer. All right, touche. Uh, why can't I? <laughs> Nobody knows where it is. Oh. All right, we just got deep. All right, here it is. All right, good. <laughs> uh, and and Peter or anyone, I guess it doesn't have to be Peter. Uh, what is, I don't want it to be some kind of produce. Give me something specific. Oh, I was going to say walrus berries. <laughs> uh, Peter, didn't you have honey? Yeah. All right, honey. Oh, fireflies <laughs> like that? <laughs> sure. This one does. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. I fixed it. Uh, walrus berry honey. There we go. There you go. Is walrus berry flavored honey? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about whenever you gave me a hard question. First, I was just thinking walrus berries, and then like, hey, why? Where can I? Where do I guide you home? And why can't I? What? Yep. Peter, tell me about something adorable. Greg, hard hitting emotional question. Yes. <laughs> Peter, Duh. Greg, on the next sixty minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're just going, we're going right at it. All right, good. I love this. No, this that's, is that's this is everything I you hate wanted about this kind right of game. Down those and now we're doing it. If you wanted a personal story, we're going to get all up in those feels. Welcome that's right, to baby. our se- welcome to our next segment. All up in these feels. Indeed. All right, Greg. Uh, do you want a chance for vengeance here? <laughs> oh no. Sure. Great. Go ahead. <laughs> I haven't really thought about my question. I regret yet, my I decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Pebble. I am a penguin. It is for for those of you that are children of the eighties and nineties. That that's a very obvious connection there. If, if not, have, if it, not, you have homework. Yeah. All right. Penguin, oh. it is but let's talk about a ragamuffin, shall we? Yes, ragamuffins are. They run. They scream. They play. They steal. They are just happy to be alive. And that is what they want to do is they just want to live and mm-hmm. whatever they want to do with it. The possible animals were like gecko, kitten, a cute animal, a young animal, things like that. Yes. I didn't know there was a drop down menu, so I just thought I had a full range. And that's where I came up with penguin. And there you go. I mean, the other options are like capuchin and otter. Those are yeah, really great answers. I didn't go through where I didn't know there was a drop down menu. I had a uh, full disclosure from behind the mics. Uh, in like the past month, I have had to emergency move because my apartment flooded. And like, I still have like six boxes sitting next to me that I have not finished unpacking yet. And those are just the boxes next to me. That's not counting the rest of the boxes in the room I'm currently in, plus the other rooms that are still have boxes. There you go. All uh, right. Well, Greg, just, yep. let's okay. run through your your choices about yourself. Tell us about Pebble. Two things that Pebble is is friendly and respectful. He is not the thief kind of ragamuffin, but that doesn't mean he won't playfully take something to just kind of toss it back at you because there's no way he's going to get very far from you with it, being a little waddly penguin on land. And two things that he refuses to absolutely be 
quiet, oh, perfect for me, or scared. As we've already discovered that he uh, cannot go home and doesn't even know how to get there. He still hey, refuses can... to be scared about it, and every day is still a new adventure for him. Can I make a quick observation? Yeah. We've all picked cold weather animals. Oh, wait, really? Awkward. All right, sick. Uh-huh. Well, no, I, I guess mean, we, the story I mean, we is writing itself. Like, you know, boreal yep. forest or something like that. Anyway, sorry, go on. So yeah. you're all in Hawaii. <laughs> no. <laughs> Devastation. Okay. <laughs> we just... uh, all right. Uh, continue. But don't worry. He is easy to see in his suspenders, his little pants that his suspenders hold up. Don't worry. He's not wearing a shirt or anything, though. And he's got his little hat on backwards, carrying around an ocarina to play a happy tune in his poking stick. Oh, there's That's how he gets your attention. No, no, no! I put, I put my ocarina back. That wasn't actually from okay. my from my playbook. Woo! Mine was. <laughs> At least there's one ocarina. We'll have a time with it. Don't worry. I'm sure we will. So, who are my two people? Uh, oh yeah, it's easy. It's yeah, Daniel your two and Ryan. people are Daniel and Ryan. Yes. All right. Whatever you ask me, I will unleash upon you tenfold. <laughs> what endearing nickname have you given me, Daniel? Skittles. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to know more, find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or by sending us an email at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at City on the Hill Game or find us online at patreon.com slash cityonthehillgaming. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, Brian, Sir Lord Epic Name, Andrew, Christina, and Tony. We really thank you guys for everything you do to support the show, and we truly appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day. Sound check time, Daniel. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, uh, crowded crypt, two and a black for an artifact tap to add black. Whenever a creature you control dies, put a corpse counter on crowded crypt. Four black black sacrifice crowded crypt. Create a two two black zombie creature token with the with the cade for each corpse counter on crowded crypt a creature with the cade can't block when it attacks sacrifice it at end of combat that was i knew that was either a really old card or a really new one but you said decayed so it's really new that's from the zombies precon it's good precon very good precon grant join our team Join a team of licensed paranormal investigators. Work in an exciting, fast-paced environment with dynamic, interesting people. Knowledge of angelic script, Native American burial rites, cryptozoology, 12th century textile design, lycanthropy, Ouija board maintenance, <laughs> remote viewing, migratory patterns of sponges, preferred but not necessary. Send cover letter, resume, and references to Inspectors is the nation's first fully licensed and insured supernatural investigation and elimination service. Our skilled agents are handpicked for their physical prowess, academic achievement, and technical aptitude. They are the elite, the best of the best. So if it's ghosts or goblins, spooks, bogeys, or bumps in the night, you can rest easy knowing that our trained staff is on the case. Because it's not just a vampiric infestation, it's your vampiric infestation. It worries me that I would normally hear someone say the phrase technical aptitude, but you said tactical aptitude, and that's concerning. Yep. Inspectors, spelled inspectors. as specters, 
Is this a yes, book? Is this, this something I'm going to go read now? This is a 2009 role-playing game for Memento Mori Theatrics that is absolutely delightful. One of the first games that really introduced me to like rules light, very improv heavy role-playing. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. You're all playing pest control people, except the pests are like zombies and ghosts and vampires and probably a werewolf. And it's a ton of fun. I'm it's a... it's done reality show style where you cut uh, you can cut to a booth scene and talk about another person's character and change their character. I am a hundred and ten percent in. I don't know what mid tier CS:GO team needs to be using this as their logo, but I love it. It's pretty. That's good. great. Good times. We, uh, All right. Played that in our Saturday group briefly. We did. We yeah. yeah, it was fun. I am intrigued. I thought you were reading me an actual job listing. <laughs> nope. I'm just reading in the back of the book <laughs> through the list. Greg, go ahead. <laughs> <clears throat> Keeping in the same vein with cryptozoology here. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is Bigfoot Bigfoot's favorite type of snack chip? Doritos. Oh, get out. <laughs> What's Bigfoot's favorite Japanese food? Shoo chief. <sighs> Who is Bigfoot's favorite movie character? Tomater. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad how Cameron's not here. He'd have left. How does Bigfoot capture special memories? With a photo. Yeah, there it is. Mm. <laughs> oh, those were, those were upsetting. <laughs> That's, um... Oh, I have more if you want more. No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody I really, does. I really don't want more, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I get enough from this for my kids, thanks. But don't yeah. you want to know who Fish Bigfoot's favorite bad. Greek philosophers are? Plato. Plato. And Socrates. Oh, oh. <laughs> that one's too far. Peter, save us. Viv didn't see anyone until she reached the bakery, which was reliably busy. At this point, she figured that if enemies from across the sea lay siege to the fortress walls, there would still be a line at Seasong, and some of the besiegers would probably be in it. What is this from, and when am I going to read it? <laughs> it's from Bookshops and Bone Dust by Travis Baldry. I'm intrigued. Prequel to Legends and Lattes, which is an amazing yep. book. Oh. Oh. Right. That I've one I have heard of. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just came out earlier this month. Okay. What a... Ladies and gentlemen, what a sound check that was. Um, <laughs> woof. We've been away a while, but we haven't missed a step. <laughs> nope. Hey, Coming in aggressive, I had some baby. bad limericks prepared if I couldn't find something to read, so it's fine. Always acceptable. All right, here we go. Is it, though? <laughs> yes. I'm disappointed you didn't just assume it was. Um, I have no idea. 